risen he is risen indeed michael he's risen indeed brother scott it's good to hear your voice man it's good to see you with the zoom cast going on yeah no it's our first one trying it with with the zoom we've we've done google hangouts this is kind of a a new experience for us it keeps our time tight right we're you know we're in like the we're in this tech world we're interested in this stuff so we're experimenting with with the different platforms here um Scott, I can see you've got like a you got a fresh, fresh home quarantine cut going on, haircut going. Props to Katie. Yeah, yeah, no, and and yeah, Katie cut my hair. Now cut my hair. She got clippers, put like a three guard on, and just kind of did the sides in the back because the top doesn't grow anymore. But I've never seen anyone that was so confident about something that they had never done before. <laughs> but it turned out it turned out okay. I mean, I got my mother to kind of clean up the neck area a little bit. I think yeah. Katie was kind of nervous about doing that, but overall, I mean, it was fine. I got a I got a t-shirt. This is oh, uh man. it just it says don't care. <laughs> That's and awesome. It's, uh, and it's an art picture of my favorite football player of all time, Jay Cutler, smoking a cigarette. That's right. So just, just you know, quarantine vibes. Yeah, yeah, Quarantine great, vibes. Great. Yeah. Good for you, man. Yeah. Sheesh. Well, uh, Ashley and I planted a garden uh, last week. Um, wow. We have some raised beds in our backyard now, so that's that was uh, some of our quarantine vibes. Um, nice. What are you, uh, what are you planting back there? We, we, uh, we've got cherry tomatoes, um, Goliath tomatoes. Is that a thing? Are those things? Got I'll like, be honest with you. I have no idea. Yeah. I, I'm so new to this. Um, a couple different types of peppers, some zucchini, um, and then some herbs like cilantro and, um, even some, uh, chive onions. So I know those aren't herbs, but, um, it's fun, man. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. you know, Katie's father uh, Dr. Uh, Kenny Harris. He's a uh, practitioner at EAMC um, nice. in Opelika, Alabama. Um, so if you're, if you're, if you're a woman in in the city of Auburn or Opelika and you're looking for a fantastic doctor, Dr. Kenny Harris is the way to go. But uh, he has a garden in his backyard and uh, grows peppers. So if there's any questions you'd like me to ask him, apparently he's uh, quite quite the horticulturalist well you know i i've been to uh i've been to their house one time for one of your your wedding showers and i was so impressed with his front lawn i just have to say i can't imagine what his garden looks like i mean that's uh oh, the, that's the funny garden's insane. i mean he's got yeah. some some sweet zoysia turf on that lawn what a what i'm gonna a, tell you something man. i don't know if he's gonna listen to this or not but he is gonna appreciate the fact that you said that. oh my gosh <laughs> Dr. Harris, well, so, I, I'm impressed. I'm a, I'm a big fan. So like you've been, you guys made a garden. That's pretty productive. Just, yeah. Here's what I did. Um, I fixed my PlayStation. Ooh. Um, I basically forced uh, an update on it. Um, cause I've had a lot of free time on my hands. And then I, uh, I bought MLB the show 20 and, uh, now virtual Scott is tearing it up Oh my gosh! Uh, as the starting third baseman for the Texas Rangers. After a year in minor league baseball, we've made it to the top. Oh my gosh. Well, congratulations, man. That's a, that's a big day. Thank you. Got to get your Thank baseball you. in somehow, you know, uh, I'm, I'm really missing that right now. It's, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, you I, don't realize like, cause you know, baseball is pretty, pretty boring i'll admit that yes. watching baseball overall is pretty more but it's like dang i miss baseball it, it is a slow game it, it's like you you've got to be very invested in in the i i don't know I, we've talked about this a little bit before but i i hated the game of baseball until i was like my 20s and then i just had this crazy moment where i went to a st louis cardinals game and fell in love and uh they were they won yeah. the world series that year and i i have not um, I've been a fan ever since and it's, you know, it's really fun to watch and the, the game is great. Um, I don't know. I I'm missing it right now for sure. Yeah. You know, my story, I mean, not the same age, but like when I really got into when I actually kind of like watching baseball, I'll be honest with you growing up, like I got to care less. 
Um, like I would watch the Cubs on WGN or the Braves on TBS, but going to games, I mean, we would go to Atlanta for a game like every summer. It's always a million degrees and miserable. And that was like my baseball experience. All I had to go to Auburn games. But it was when in 2001, my dad and I went to Seattle uh, for like a week because I wanted to see the Boeing plant and all this other place. And we went to a Mariners game, and that year they were incredible. That's awesome. They're like one of the most games uh, in Major League history or something like that. And it was it was a night game. It was kind of cold, obviously, because it's Seattle. And it was like a jam-packed house. And it was the most incredible like atmosphere that oh, I've ever been geez, to. And after that, great. I was like, oh, my gosh, yeah. this is so great. Yeah. So you, you get I got in, yeah. I got into baseball. There's nothing like baseball. it, man. Well, I'm real bummed too because, as you know, I have to give a shout out to Scott here, my one of my buddies. He he talked my wife and I, Ashley, into uh, becoming T-Mobile uh, customers. And you know, mm. as a T-Mobile customer, I get MLB TV for free. And yep. and guess what? The first year that that would have happened, uh, no baseball. Thanks a lot, Corona. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that stings. But just think yeah. about it. I mean, this is a lifetime. Oh, I know. It's a man. lifetime we're, of MLB TV. It. That's exactly right. Yeah. 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 No, it's yeah. I mean, well, it's, I, I'm it's still quite I'm a, still grateful you 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 steered me into that direction. Yeah, my T-Mobile family is quite large now, and I've I've received no discounts from them. Um, <laughs> but I'm just kind of waiting for like the new CEO um, to send me. Like, they send out these gift boxes with like their swag in it, like every so often to customers. Really? And at some point, I'm gonna sign their DMs and be like, I want you to understand that there are <laughs> this many people who are now part of Magenta Nation because. I have been an advocate for your program. I yeah. know, I'm now a stock owner. I own stock in that company. Yeah, man, you just you deserve that for sure. Yeah, I'm an owner. Yeah, look at you, man. Proud of you, I man. I've, I've become an adult. <laughs> uh, Day, uh, well, I've become an adult because I'm saying I own T-Mobile stock. I'm doing a little little trading on the stock market during quarantine. <laughs> but I also just said earlier that uh, I'm living vicariously through a virtual guy on MLB the show. So I've still got some <laughs> ways to go. That's right. Well, um, I'm also doing some trading. My 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 day was not great. Um, I I went down a few few dollars. Um, of course, I'm not yeah. not not throwing some heavy money down, but it's it's been fun. So um, yeah, it's it's more fun than yeah. anything else. Well, Scott, I'd love to hear about your Easter. Um, so I think a perfect way to like kick that off is maybe to do our our top five segment. Um, yes. So. Let's do our top five favorite Easter basket goodies. How about that? Okay. Like that? Okay, I like that. And we'll just go, we'll just go, you say your five, I'll say my five. I like that. I feel like I like the that. snake draft, we got a little bit caught up in the snake. Yeah. Last time. I mean, we could, we could talk, we could literally do a whole episode on a top five, you know, the way we talk Good. about things. So let's, yeah, let's, let's try and keep this a little short. Yeah. Um, okay. I know I just said this to you before the episode, but um, I'm going to out myself and, and it's a little embarrassing, but um, I, I would always receive a stuffed rabbit stuffed bunny in my Easter basket. Um, I, I got an Easter basket even when I was in my, maybe 23 was the last one I got. Um, I think I, I think I tried to urge the Easter Bunny to stop giving those to me when I was uh, in uh, in my teens, and uh, you know it just doesn't happen. It's that's not how it works, right, Scott? So um, yeah. I have like twenty three stuffed bunnies uh, in my parents' attic. So <laughs> <laughs> that's my number five. Uh, it was always a treat to see <laughs> to see those. So <laughs> you go. You, what's your number five? <laughs> um. Well, so for my number five, um, I will go uh, with gift cards. Um, every year I would get uh, a gift card from somewhere, either Academy Sports or, or just a standard Visa. So I'll go with gift cards is my number five. That's just really great cool. money. That's, that's way cooler than a stuffed animal. Um, I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I do know. <laughs> <laughs> so... It's you now. Number four? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Number four again. Uh, I'm going to go a good classic chocolate bunny. Um, wow. Good choice. Yeah. They, uh, 
I, I got a sweet tooth and I, and I do eat these. Um, I'll consume the whole thing in, in a day if I, um, if I had, if I had one in front of me. So chocolate bunny nice. number four. Yeah. So my number four is, uh, Easter nerds, um, mm. the candy. Um, I would, I would receive those, uh, I think it was called, gosh, where is it? I think they definitely exist. It's kind of like the, they used to it'd come in a little box and it would be sort of those sort of fluorescent type Easter colors Oh yeah. Um, of nerds. So I would always get nerds uh, from the Wonka company. Oh, obviously. nerds are classic, classic yeah. uh, Easter candy and delicious. Yeah. So that's my four. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Number three, uh, I got to go with jelly beans. Okay. Mm. There there are some jelly beans out there that are nasty. Okay. I yes. I just have to say this. Um I'm a big jelly belly fan. The OGs. I'm yeah. also a fan of the um the Starburst jelly beans. They're not bad. They're not. They're not so bad. Those are mine. Number three, jelly beans. So uh for my number three, I'm gonna go with chocolate bunny. Okay. Um, which is what I think your number four was. Right. So they're my three, and it's only because it's just a tradition. I mean, you know, everything else kind of changed in the Easter basket, but we always got a chocolate bunny. Yeah. And and now we never ate it. Um, it was a little bit, um, maybe too much chocolate, but it was just this thing that my mom would always get. It's, it's, it's kind of the same way then our Christmas stockings. Um, we always get uh, like dental floss and some other random stuff. It's just a, a mom tradition. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the chocolate bunny. We get this huge... Um, you know, chocolate bunny in the basket all the time. It was, you know, and, and one in my mom's like, I'm not going to get these for you anymore because you don't eat them. I'm like, no, you have to get, you have to get the chocolate bunnies because it's a tradition. I never ate it, but it's my favorite thing. Number three. Well, I'm on your, I'm on your mom's side. I really don't understand why you wouldn't eat them, but I mean, to each his own. That's fine. I guess it just yeah. seems a little wasteful, Scott. Um, my Whatever. number two, my number two, I'm going to be real specific here. Okay. This is like a, like, this one time I got this, um, I would, I would often receive my sister and I would often receive movies. Maybe, uh, you know, in the early years it was a VHS tape. Um, but then we started to get DVDs and, uh, my number two was a specific movie that it's, it's so ridiculous. It just it sticks in my memory, but I received the movie snakes on a plane in my Easter basket. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh man, I can't say it's the most appropriate uh, movie out there, but I can say that it is the most ridiculous. Oh my gosh, yes. that movie! First of all, it has a couple things, a couple of components, which makes it a real brain twister. Airplanes are one of my top five favorite things. Snakes, one of my top five least favorite things. And uh, have you ever seen like the interview with Samuel L. Jackson where they like talk to him about being in that movie? Maybe, but I feel like we've had this conversation. It is funny. I want you to. It is funny. It. Yeah, it is funny. <laughs> but that movie, like, it was first of all, it was very stupid. It was a dumb movie. Extremely. Um, but I'm not gonna act like I enjoyed watching it. Like, it made me a little bit like scared. Um, <laughs> just because, like, I'm one of those people that, like, you'd read that random story about, oh my gosh, a snake, you know, swam up this person's toilet. And for 10 years, I would look in the toilet bowl before <laughs> I would use it to make sure there wasn't some random snake there. <laughs> apparently, that happens. What a mess. Oh, All right, so my man. number two. Enough is enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my number two, um, I'm going to go with jelly beans. Um, but, like, I had very specific flavors of jelly beans that I liked. I didn't really like getting the variety pack of Jelly Bellies because, oh, yeah. like, licorice. Buttered popcorn? Ones. Come on. Do you like that okay, flavor? So, you, so you're, this is about to sting a little bit. Oh, geez. So, I'm sorry if I... <laughs> so my three favorite flavors that I would get in my Easter basket were watermelon, buttered popcorn, oh my God. <laughs> and, and Dr. Pepper. Well, two of those three are incredible, and yeah. uh, the other's crap, so... Dr. Pepper oh. and buttered popcorn were just a killer combination. I ate, I about, see. I ate about 50 Dr. Pepper jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little Forrest Gump joke for you listeners. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, thank you. Uh, sorry I interrupted you. 
Dr. Pepper. No, that was, it. That, was, that was two. Yeah, yeah, jelly beans. Okay, great. Um, man, I, I just have to say this because I, I, I should have said it during my turn when I talked about jelly beans, but I love peach and uh, juicy pear. Um, in addition to the the watermelon, Dr. Pepper, um, I'm a big I'm a, got a big sweet tooth, so I'm just going to be uh, a hog when it comes to that. Um, my number one, my my favorite thing I ever got in my Easter basket was um, this was back in the the late '90s. Uh, if you remember, Scott, uh, you probably had this this big craze at school where everyone was rocking a Yo Mega fireball yo-yo yes a yo mega yes. fireball yo-yo um ask a millennial an elder millennial okay they'll know what you're talking about um, yeah that's the thing with like millennials just because what you're talking about you say an elder millennial and that's important yes because like someone who's 24 or whatever and still considered like the end of the millennials or whatever and then someone up in their high 30s or low 40s would those are two completely different people. Yeah, you you might as well like you could split us into two generations, probably. You know, you could. Yeah, I remember not having internet. Indeed, I remember cell phones before the iPhone. Scott, what did we do? I don't. I don't really. To be what honest, did I we know. do? I, I I don't remember either. <laughs> I, I point blank remember getting internet at our house for the first time, and it was crazy, and it putting in that. Like every so often, get one of those AOL CD-ROMs that would get you like you know, thirty hours of internet access for free before you had to start paying like some absurd amount every month. Yeah, I don't even I like I don't understand the concept of how a CD would give you access to the internet either. Now it's just yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah, um, golly, we used so, to we used to collect those and use them as like ninja stars and you know, oh yeah, microwaves. You get them, yeah. They'd like come in like every magazine, every book you would oh, buy. Yeah. They come in the mail all the time. So it's crazy. If you're ever, you know, people are listening to this. If you're ever like interested in watching a video on just like the most epic downfall of a massive company, watch any documentary on, on, on America Online. You talk about a company that was literally like at the forefront of the whole internet thing. They were the thing. They were pretty much it. Their market share was insane, and then they just have died. Yeah, I, that's that's incredible. I still think that you can have an AOL email. I think there's still a thing, but there's still um, a thing. Okay, so here's a little thing that like that you'll understand. But there's you know there's, there's that like romantic comedy you've got mail with Tom Hanks in yes. it. Um, yeah. It might be on Netflix. I have no idea. Um, I don't really care to watch it, but it. That line, you've got mail, is an AOL thing. It, yeah. It, it's it's what you heard when you received an email. You've got mail. That's how it went. Yeah. I want all the, you know, city of Hoover, Hoover City School kids to think about this for a second. Um, as, as, like, you guys have the most ridiculous email addresses ever that your schools give you and probably hate looking at emails or think it's terrible. That was literally like the only way that you could electronically communicate with anyone. There was no text and there was nothing. You would literally get on your computer, type these emails that send off and then that thing would pop up. You've got mail. Like, Oh my gosh, who is it? <laughs> There's a whole movie that revolves around the concept of these two people basically being virtual pen pals. Yeah. That's a movie. What were the ways to communicate back then? you like, you could call somebody on the phone, have a face to face conversation, pass a note in class. Maybe yes. that, and then you could email someone. That was and you could email. Them. That was about that was it. it. Yeah. Yeah. That was um, it. So, sheesh. what was what was your number one again? I completely forgot. My number one was uh, a yo-yo. A yo-yo, yeah. yeah. A yo maker. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, for my number one, uh, this is kind of a whatever. So we got gifts cards at number five. Number one is also money related. We would, in every Easter basket, there'd obviously be that, like, fake grass stuff that was in it, but there'd also be eggs. And in every egg was cash. Um, so, you know, that cash kind of went from being just ones and quarters when I was young. Um, to by the time I was 20-something, it started being tens. Nice. And twenties. Because, you know, ones and quarters didn't really get me anywhere. So, <laughs> no, they <yeah>. didn't. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was very, it was very money heavy. There were some people that went to Spain Park with us that their Easter baskets were absurd. Oh yeah. Like I remember, I remember like our friend, our friend Bradley would get like, uh, like cash money, like a lot of, and also get a brand new polo, That's like a, every year for oh Easter. Oh my gosh. Like a brand new, like one of, and he always like wore those sort of like weird, yeah. light purple, orangish. I remember pink those. Polos. Yes. And he got them at Easter. Got them at Easter. Gosh. Crazy. <laughs> oh man easter baskets are uh an interesting tradition and but i don't know you like it, it's fun to experience them and um i don't know yeah yeah that's fun yeah, it's- I, I like to the whole easter bunny thing i'd like to more understand like the point of it i guess like i get santa claus yeah santa claus is awesome yeah easter bunny is like whatever <laughs> So, I mean, I, why do we, I don't know. It's just sort of a, sort of an odd thing. It does seem like the church way more embraces the concept of the Easter Bunny than they do um, Santa Claus, Santa like Claus. sort of universally. Yeah. I mean, I get that Santa will come to the church and take pictures and all that other stuff. But I mean, the Easter Bunny, like we're kind of cool with it. It that, seems like. That's kind of weird to me. I don't know. Yeah, it is. I think, well, I think the Easter Bunny is a Christian. I think that's what we've kind of. We've we've adopted. The, oh, okay, but Saint. I think it's a practicing. Saint Nick a, is not. He's correct. He's oh, not. Okay. He's not. Yeah. Interesting. He has been a mass in a long time. Yeah. But the Easter okay. Bunny. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The EB is at mass every single week. Yeah. Yeah. I hear. You. I hear. You. Yeah. Well, you know, bunnies are just such an innocent creature. You know, it's like. Um, not in that I, one movie. <laughs> You know what movie we're talking about. <laughs> With Tim the Enchanter. <laughs> yes. Right, Travis? Um, that's great. <laughs> every sixth grader listening to this will understand what that is right now. So every sixth grade. Why would they? Every sixth grade boy. That's just the the year you see that film. Really? In sixth yeah, grade? I didn't see it I, high that's school. when I saw it. That's when You might we might as well say what movie we're talking about because yeah, it's Talking about Monty Python and the Holy Grail, um, yeah, and I mean that that. What movie, do they call the egg grenade? The holy hand grenade. The holy, the hand, holy grenade. hand grenade of Antioch. <laughs> oh, oh so good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> speaking of Antioch, uh, Easter happened. Easter um, happened. It has. Uh, it has come. It is coming, and it was obviously, you know, Easter, I don't know when, if ever, I've not been in a church on Easter, to be honest. Um, I really don't. I can't I can't imagine a time where I haven't been in a church. And it was so odd, like for Holy Week, more so than really, we've been in quarantine for a while, right. but more so than anything, any other kind of like Sunday or whatever, it was so strange. Like waking up on Easter Sunday and like being whatever. Cause you know, here at River Chase, like we don't have youth. Um, so it's a little bit it's a little bit easier to, to like do Easter because we don't really have uh youth directors, we don't really have any responsibility, so we just kinda come to church and it's normal. In Dallas, like we would do Easter out in this park, put up this massive tent, would have these enormous services. So we had a gift there at like 5.30 a.m. Oh, wow. To kind of like get, start getting everything, might have been earlier than that, to get everything set up for our sunrise service. And we were there from like 5 or 5.30 all the way uh, to like 2.30 or 3, just cleaning everything up. It was a, a huge deal. So to have like none of that was was so super strange. I bet. But. Sheesh, man. Well, you know, um, I got to give you a shout out. Uh Man, I, I keep saying that. I'm I'm really sorry. Shout outs as a thing, I'm just seems kind of lame to me. Oh no, dude. I'm not even doing it ironically. So, um, Scott, I'm proud of you. You uh, you gave the live stream sermon. It wasn't live actually. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you did, I, I you did the service for Good Friday. Huh? Yeah, 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 Good Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so. I um a little bit about that. Like if you did watch it, I'm thinking about it, and it, it's kind of weird, like doing any kind of like church thing in in quarantine, or because to be honest with you, this sounds completely crazy, but it I way more enjoy 
and it's way easier for me to stand up in front of like a group of people and give a sermon than it is like sitting in a house and recording myself giving a sermon yeah. for a couple reasons. One, because, you know, if you, I, I mess up at least once or twice every single time I give a sermon, every single time I'll say something wrong. I'll misread something. I won't make like, it just happens. It's just part of it. But when you're doing it live in front of like an audience, there's like nothing you do about it. So you just kind of, you roll with it and keep going. Exactly. When you're recording yourself, you hear it and you know, in your head, I can stop this and start over. So it like takes forever. But also, so this is a little bit behind the curtain stuff. <laughs> so like Richard, um, our senior pastor, Richard Chase said, hey, listen, it's, you know, it's for, it's a more traditional service. So you might want to be in, in like a, a shirt, tie in a, in a, in a coat of some sort. And so problem is in my like quarantine wardrobe, I do not have those items. I, um, I've been, you know, kind of going in between Auburn and Montgomery, um, just being with family and, and all that other stuff. And so I didn't really have that. And so I was like, oh, man, I'm going to have to like drive to Birmingham just to film this thing. But so I ended up getting, you know, Katie has uh, two brothers and, and the younger brother. He's way bigger than me, but um, <laughs> he had some clothes at their house. And so I'm like wearing his shirt and and like one of and like his tie or whatever. No, I didn't have a tie on, just his shirt. And then uh, one of his like you know, suit jackets or whatever. Nice. But, but I had, I had like my sweat, my jogger sweatpants on and then like, just like no shoes or socks. And so I had like this shirt tucked in because it was enormous. It was such like a weird, a weird view, but no, I mean, I, going back to the thing that's at hand, like I think, and I even said it, like, I think good Friday is so crucial to our like understanding of who we are as Christians and it's often like kind of overlooked. I mean, if you look at, if you look at, you know, our church services, typically you have thousands of people, thousands that show up for Easter, right? but there's not a ton of people that come to a good Friday service. Right. And, and I think that's kind of sad and, and, and I get why I'm into a hard story. I mean, you're reading about Jesus being betrayed by the people that um, he loved and, and, and you're talking about this 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 guy that uh, went through life, did nothing wrong, didn't deserve it, being beaten and and humiliated and all that stuff, and then suffering, you know, the most brutal death that mankind had come up with at that point. I mean, it is it is rough. Oh yes. And I always I always talk about. I mean, you know, it's not just like having having nails put in you and all this stuff, which is which is bad enough, but like how you would have to breathe is like by pushing up on the nail at your feet to get oxygen in your lungs. Yeah. And so it's a, it is a, it is a brutal story. Um, but it's like, you got to kind of read that and understand why it happened, why it had to happen, what was going on, like why Jesus did that in order to show up to church on Easter read the story, say, you know, he's risen, he's risen indeed, and, and get why that's such a massive deal. Because it's not, you can't have Good Friday by itself without Easter. You can't have Easter by itself without Good Friday. You have to have both of them. Right. You have to have a death in order to have a resurrection. Exactly. And and you can't have a resurrection without a death. And and so you have to have those two things. And there's, there's so much, you know, uh, you know, the Easter story, is one of those things um, that I think because like most everyone goes to church on Easter, especially in, in this state, even if you're not really a church person, you go on Easter because it's just a thing. Yeah. And so even if you don't go to church, even if you may not believe it, you know, the story, you know, the story we tell. Um, but there's, there's so many things about kind of like the Easter account. One thing in particular that I think is, is crazy. And um, there's always, sort of, uh, you know, why do, why do we believe the things that we believe? And one of the things I've always talked about is because the reason why I believe Christianity is because of how insane the story is. It's like almost insane to a point. It's like, all right, how could you, how could you come up with this? Because there's so many things that are so counter to what logic would tell you. Um, going from start to finish, you know, like Jesus being born in a, in a, in a stable in a podunk town. Right. 
you know, growing up in, in, in Northern Israel, which was sort of kind of like how people view the Southeastern United States, I guess, as sort of the you know, uneducated sort of hick town type sure. stuff. In a negative. View. Um, yeah. 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 Even, even like the, you know, the people in Jerusalem, um, in the book of Acts, when the, the apostles start like, you know, speaking in different languages and all this other stuff, they say, aren't these people like from Nazareth? Aren't these like Nazarenes? And, uh, and, and like what they're what they're talking about or what they're referring to is the fact that how are these people who are, are doing all these things aren't they just they're just bumpkins from the country and Galileans they said Galileans aren't gotcha. these people Galileans and um, it's, it's just it's just kind of like this weird story you know this this guy's a savior of the world he wasn't born in Jerusalem he was born in this no name town spends most of his life um, in the northern part of Israel. Uh, and then, you know, does all these obviously incredible things and, and ministers to the poor and, and kind of tries to turn the religious establishments on, on its head and does all these other things. And then, you know, has this crucifixion and all that stuff. But then the, the thing about Easter that's so, why this story is so strange, you know, this was a very, you know, patriarchal society. Um and if you read the Old Testament, you can kind of maybe get that sense a little bit. I mean, you have stories like Esther um, that, that are really kind of very empowering um, mm-hmm. stories. But, you know, it's it's a lot, you know, and especially how it was practiced. Um, you know, it was very sort of husband, male dominated. There's a reason why James uh, talks about looking after widows and orphans as like pure religion. And that's because like widows were pretty much like outcasts. Like if your husband died, you were pretty much like done. Right. And, and, and almost, you know, people had to take care of them because the, you know, nobody else would. Um, it's the same reason why, uh, you know, when Mary finds out that she's pregnant, like Joseph decides to like divorce her quietly instead of what he's supposed to do is go tell the religious section, Hey, you know, she cheated on me or whatever. And then who knows what happened to her. Um, but like how all those things happen, and then you have the story in, in John's account of the resurrection tells it to where the first person, the first person that notices that uh, Jesus isn't in the tomb, the person who discovers that Jesus is Mary Magdalene. Yeah, it's a woman. Yeah, and um, and that's like not that's not nothing. That's a huge deal. Is is that and then that's who um, you know Jesus appears to Mary Magdalene. In, in John's gospel. It's a very big deal. Yeah. You know, Mary's like standing in the tomb and says she's crying and if she's crying, uh, <clears throat> she sees Jesus. I mean, that's like, that's crazy. And, um, like women in that think, time, they couldn't like, they couldn't give testimony, right? Like they couldn't, um, they couldn't speak in court essentially to, you know, yeah. Um, their word did not count for as much as, as a man's, so, that is absolutely so true. like I think yeah. what you're saying and what I think is incredible and I'll let you keep going. I'm sorry to interrupt. It's like no. Jesus appears to this woman. Okay. And so she, she goes forth to tell these people, this new truth, this thing that's happened. And, and that's how we, that's how we even read it 2000 years later. It's like, yeah. And, and it's her testimony that is the, the basis yeah. of, of, our yeah. religions in some ways, you know? Yeah. I mean, no, cause she kind of, she goes back and she tells, um, like Peter and, and, and the others like, Hey, look, he's not there. And then they kind of rush in and all those stuff. And, um, it's just, it's just crazy. I mean, and then obviously you have in, in the book of Acts, you have, uh, women who are, who are, you know, even, even like in you know Romans, one of the main founders of the Roman church was a woman. So you, you kind of see that. And that's sort of like an often overlooked feature of the Bible and of our faith. Yeah, look, there's some there's some verses and some of Paul's letters that, that seem to um, kind of have, you know, positions like, oh, this is what the man does this is what the woman does or whatever. And, and those are those are hotly debated in Christian circles. But overall, it's, such a, it's an extraordinary account um, of what goes on here. Uh and, and like I said, I think it's often overlooked. And so like, my hope is that in times like Easter, um, when we really kind of get fo- focused on, 
you know, yeah, we, you know, we know what it is, but we know the story, yada, yada, yada. And the same thing I always say over Christmas, it's like actually read it and, and really sort of try to focus in on like those maybe little nuances that maybe you don't see sometimes. It's a, I mean, it is the, it is our story. This yeah. is our story. Yeah. This is why we're here. This is what gives us hope. Um, and so kind of knowing it forwards and backwards and knowing the little nuances of it and why it's important, I think is, um, crucial for us. Absolutely. Well, it's really cool like listening to you just kind of talk through that um as you always do i i you're very good at speaking and uh recounting scripture which i am not so uh-huh. um thank you for well, that well yeah well i mean in your defense legitimately it's my job. I know. I know. And, but I'm just saying that it comes naturally yeah. to you and I'm glad you're, oh. yeah, I, I'm, I'm speaking to your natural abilities more so than your, your education, your, in your profession. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, one more thing like about, about like kind of the Easter thing that I think is awesome and, and it's in John's account too. So, um, and it's about like Thomas and I always talk about Thomas a lot because I think Thomas gets kind of a bad rap sometimes um when they call him like doubting thomas right i had one of my my like mentor who's an anglican priest said you know i think i think everybody just needs to give thomas some space because let's <laughs> let's remember something you know thomas had follows follows jesus like his entire life you know risks his life and all that stuff and then you know literally watches jesus die on the cross and and up to that point you gotta just assume how is Thomas supposed to know Well, he's going to come back from the dead. Right. Now I get that. I get that Jesus kind of inferred things, but he never directly like looked at Thomas. Hey, listen, uh, I'm about to die right now and I'm going to be resurrected. I'm going to come back here and see me. That, that didn't happen. So, so Thomas, everybody walking in and, and telling Thomas, Hey, listen, uh, Jesus is back. Him being like, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. It's a pretty natural response. Totally. And he's probably the guy that like just said what he was thinking. There, there are probably some others that I'm not meaning to rag on the apostles, but you know, it's like, he said what he said, what I was thinking, you know, it's like, Oh geez, I'm glad yeah. I didn't speak up. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly right. And, and I think, but I think there's a reason why like that text is in the Bible and it's not to like, you know, make us feel like, Oh yeah, don't we like Thomas. It's more like, Maybe, hey, listen, Thomas's exist, and maybe that's you, and maybe that's me. Yeah, I, I, I kind of relate more to to Thomas and how like I felt sometimes in my faith of being, you know, man, if this is real, like show me something. Um, Absolutely, so. I, I think you make a great point. I think that's exactly why it's there and and why yeah. it's highlighted so that we can we can relate as people that you know. I think we often talk about like how like the biblical story is, is hard to relate to, but it's, it's so not hard. It, it's the story uh, of yeah. humanity, you know? And it's yeah. like, well, when we throw in technology, like that, that doesn't matter. We're talking about human nature. We're talking about the way we act and feel and respond to people. And, um, I don't know. There's, there's just so much there that's like, Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm Thomas today. Jeez. Yeah. So. If you can't, if you read through all the Psalms and then read the book of Ecclesiastes and come out the other side of it and think, wow, none of this um, speaks to me today, then, then you are a flawed individual because like, there's so much, I mean, yeah. When it talks about, you know, casting lots or paying certain amounts for things or, or all this other stuff. Yeah, sure. Maybe, maybe things are a little bit different now, but something like the life, stories and and things that happen especially like in the old testament and psalms proverbs ecclesiastes and all the life lesson you learn from that those are those are applicable to like my life like every single day yeah but alas alas Alas, indeed well sheesh man uh easter has been weird this year for obvious reasons um but I hope that, um, I think something we've been talking about this whole time is just like, and Brittany and I discussed this last week, but you know, should things go back to the, exactly the way they were, you know, should we, Mm. should we return to that, that normal as opposed to learning, experiencing these times right now and, and coming out on the other side as different people as, um, 
I don't know. I, I really hope that I come out having thought more about myself and, and who I want to be and how I want to spend my time, um, on this earth. And, you know, gosh, I, I wish I would get up from my computer. I'm having to work a lot more, but I, I, you know, I want to go outside and, and walk. And we're, we're, we built a garden in the back. I mean, it's like, we're, we're doing these things that are, we've kind of put on the, put on the back burner for a long time and, but yeah. we're being a little bit more intentional about them. So I don't know. I, have you thought about that at all? Yeah, no, I, I think, I think if you don't come out of this with sort of a, maybe uh, what my hope for is people come out of it with a different perspective, like of, of remembering, you know, what's really important. And, um, yeah, I don't think we can go back to the way things were. No. I mean, I don't think, I don't think it's physically possible, but I don't think we can, like, I, I don't think you can, especially when this all actually kind of gets over and whenever that is, I, we don't, nobody really knows. It seems like, um, I don't, I don't think that we're going to wake up June 1st and everything's going to be like back to where it was before this. Um, but say a year and a half or two years from now, whenever that is, I hope it's not that long, but whenever it is to where we can literally, we have the physical capacity to go back to doing things the way that we used to. I, you know, I hope that, you know, we sort of, I don't know, reflect a little bit on kind of like what we went through. Cause it's going to be, it's going to be a tough road back for a lot of people. You know, we're, we're lucky in a lot of ways. You know, we have, um, you know, we have jobs that at least up to this point, we haven't been impacted by this. Um, you know, we're healthy, yep, our families certainly. are healthy and all that stuff. You know, there's, there's a massive amount of people that are unemployed right now. Oh, yeah. And, um, and you can kind of say, Oh yeah, well, you know, the government's going to take care of them or whatever um, for as long as this lasts with unemployment benefits and stimulus checks or whatever. But you know, a lot of those, a lot of those industries, whether it's, you know, food service or other places that are, that are you know, closing down, they're not just going to magically come back um, when all this ends. Um, and so, I mean, it's going to be a long, hard road. And, and my prayer is that, you know, there's a little bit of me, you still see some like political divisiveness or whatever that um, exists. But, you know, my hope is, but you also see sort of this sort of coming together that, you know, no matter where you are, what you look, we are, we are in this together. Yeah, absolutely. We're all, we're all equal when it comes to this thing. Um, and, and my hope is that when we get through this, for the, for the rebuild that's going to have to occur in this world, that there will be that sense of togetherness that continues. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, let's not, let's not pretend. I mean, you know, the Methodist church is dealing with its own mess and uh, I don't know how that's going to end. Right. But I'd like to believe that, you know, there can be love, compassion and um, togetherness through, through whatever it is. Amen. Um, Amen. Yeah. I, you know, I think to one of the points you're making, this is kind of like defining for this time, this decade, um, you know, for all you kids that this is, <laughs> I've heard so many people say it like this. It's, it, it's similar in the way the world is reacting, but, um, it, it reminds me a lot of nine 11, uh, except this whole thing has been longer and, you know, I, I don't want, we're not going to spend this time talking about, Hey Scott, where were you on nine 11? But um, yeah. I do remember, the, you know, the country did shut down for a few weeks there and, um, you know, this has been longer and we're, we're certainly dealing with things and, and that, and that really hurt differently. Um, yeah. but it, this has certainly affected everyone all at the same time. Like you said, we're all equal in this. Right. And, um, yeah, well, I, so. I think, you know, it, it, for nine 11, like you knew, pretty quickly like we knew who did it and we knew what to do and so even though it kind of like put us into this new world of of, of war in the middle east and, and kind of increased security and it it, it changed our lives forever oh, yeah. i mean young people especially like some of our kids who weren't born in 2001 or whatever don't remember that going to the airport used to be a joke <laughs> exactly. i mean you used to like just walk in there like i could if uh -huh. you were if i was dropping up at the airport i could walk you to the airplane without ever going through security yeah it's nuts. So, like get you on it 
yeah, it was nuts. And and now you got TSA and all this stuff, and that's never going to go away. And, and so it, it completely changed our lives. And I think the same thing is going to be here. But I, I would tell, especially like our students um, who are going through this, who are having their lives impacted, remember this, because this is one of those things that is going to be in history books. Um, this type thing that's this worldwide does not happen um, that often. I mean, I think the last one that was to this extreme of what it did to the system as far as a, as a disease was, you know, 1918. Right. Um, it was a Spanish flu. Is yeah. That, Spanish flu. Right? And yeah, which actually, um, interestingly enough is like an H1N1 flu virus, which is the same thing as the yeah, swine flu yeah. was, uh, which is crazy. But so, I mean, you know, these things happen like every so often, but I mean, this is just crazy. And uh, it's a little bit different because we don't know how it's going to end. And we don't know how long it's going to last or, or whatever. I do. I did see real quick. This is a funny bring some levity to this before we go. <laughs> but uh, so I saw like on Facebook, like everybody saying, you know, I'm, we're going to stand and I want to stand in solidarity with like the seniors that aren't going to be able to graduate. So we're like posting graduation pictures oh or gosh, whatever. Yes. And I saw, I was waiting for it because I knew it was coming. I saw like somebody who's graduating from college. And uh, they had a very heated response to it. (laughs) About like, you know, it doesn't make us feel better to look at you in your graduation pictures that we're not going to get. Yeah, I had to... (laughs) I'm I'm a little uh, I question the the fad for sure. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Did it, on some hand, it kind of feels like it's like a, hey, I got to I got to graduate. You know? Yeah, that's what it that's what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I like looked at it the first time, and I, I, there's obviously no malice behind certainly, people that are doing certainly. it. None at all. And I'm not saying that, but I like kind of was looking. I was like, oh wow, that's cool. And then I thought about it from how would I. If I was, especially, especially a high school graduate, especially a high school graduate, college graduation, okay. Yeah. High school graduation is important. Yeah. And, and so to not be able to, you know, put your gown on where, and, and walk through that thing and walk across the stage and all this stuff with like the people that you've literally gone through life with for four years, that is terrible. Yeah. And it's horribly, horribly sad. Like I said, college, I mean, okay. Um, but I like try to put myself in the brands. Like what if I was a senior in high school and this happened to me, like, how would I feel if like, you know, it's like, I, I don't know if, I don't know if it would make me feel better or not. Right. <laughs> but I mean, it's interesting to see a bunch of pictures of people that graduate and see what they used to look like, I guess. That's right. It, it, that's been the most interesting part for sure. So, yeah. But, and on that note, look, our seniors, um, who, who are out there that you know this this thing is this thing is taking away um the things that you look forward to the most it has it's taking away your prom uh it's taking away your graduation it's taking away like those things that when you're a freshman in high school you like look to it's like i can't wait for pretty much two things senior prom and and graduating yeah and to have those removed is such a painful thing. And, and, and like, I, that, that just, I'm so sorry. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's terrible. And, um, and there's some, there's horrific things going on with this thing. So it's one of those things, it's like a necessary thing to happen, but it doesn't change the fact that something, but I think that that just tells you um, that like nothing in this, this whole life that we live, nothing's guaranteed all these temporal things that we care about. None of it's, uh, yeah. None of it matters. None mm-hmm. of it's like real or, or it can all be taken away from us just like that. I mean, we're talking about, talking about a virus. And I like can't get over that. You know, we've been through world wars. We've been through huge natural weather disasters. We've been through all these things. We've had dictators that have lived. We've had all these terrible people that have run countries. And it's, it's a virus, a virus that's this microscopic organism that has completely shuttered the entire world. And, um, man, if that doesn't just tell you sort of like the, the temporal nature of like everything that we care about, like, I don't, 
I don't know what does. Totally. And that's why it, it makes it makes you realize what's important. And, and like I said earlier, like I hope that when we come through this and whatever our normal is after this, that um, that we remember that. And hopefully, it gives people some pause. Definitely. Well, um, man, Scott, I, I just have to say I'm looking forward to giving you a big bear hug when this is all over. Hope that's not weird. Um, yeah, well, I mean, well, yeah, we can hug with our mask on. Yeah, definitely. I, I'll wear. We can yeah. wear gloves. You know, yeah, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys have. Uh, you guys have hope. Please don't forget to laugh during this time. Uh, you know, take things seriously. But man, have have fun. Um, yeah. Wash your hands. Um, yes, please wash your hands. Oh, I want. I want to do this for. Uh, I want to start doing this on the podcast. If if you have made it this far listening, okay, leave us a comment on Instagram. I want you to tell us what Scott was wearing when he gave his Good Friday sermon. Okay, leave us in the comments. If uh, if you get it right, well, uh, something good might well, happen. Oh yeah? Well, yeah. See, listen, I'm bad about promising these things and never doing anything. So let's. Let's say we give whoever a ten dollar Amazon gift card. Ten dollar Amazon gift card. The first person to uh, the first to person that correctly. Yes. To comment on what I was wearing for my Good Friday sermon. That's right. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, guys, this has been the RSM podcast again. The Easter special. Um, go subscribe to us. Send us a like. Give us a five stars. Give us five stars on iTunes. That really helps. Uh, you know what? Share it with a friend. Okay. Um, what else? We're on Instagram. We're not on TikTok, that's for sure. Um, yeah. Check us out at our riverchasestudents.com. Scott, you got anything? Yeah, I'll tell you what. If you want, if you're bored at your house right now, and you want to go down a wormhole. Research who runs TikTok. Oof. I <laughs> don't make you think twice before doing those stupid dance videos. The same three songs. Oh my gosh. Uh. Cool. Well, Scott, until next time, sir. See ya. Oh, yeah. We, we knuckles? Oh, we knuckles yeah. Knucks to the, 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 the camera. video camera. Yeah, boom. Camera. Yeah. 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 Yeah.